conscious couples, business partners, and singles committed to attracting their dream partner, welcome to the Conscious Couples Podcast, where we share our life, love story, and combined relationship expertise to help you create and consistently cultivate the most magnificent, intimate relationship possible. Never again will you feel hopeless and alone in your intimate relationship challenges. Having accumulated thousands of hours coaching conscious couples and individuals all over the world, as well as starting and growing a global business together, Alan and I are here to guide you and all things relationships. Thank you again for tuning into the one place where it's not about you or me. It's about the the we. Conscious couples and individuals from all over the world, welcome back to the one and only Conscious Couples podcast. For episode number 54, we are talking about, and I quote, when disaster strikes, we dot, dot, dot. We've got a hell of a story for you. Mm. So before we jump into this episode, as always, thank you so much, Next Level Podcast Solutions, for producing this show. We appreciate appreciate you, sweetheart. Uh, what is your intention for today's episode? My intention is for our listeners and our conscious couples community to be able to look at when disaster strikes for them and their partners really to shift the focus into what happens after because to the dot, 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 this is kind of like a fill in the blank. And I think that when we shift the focus over to this through our story, I hope that it will give all of our listeners the opportunity to kind of shift into what would their action plan be in something like this. So I'm excited to share our personal story, even though cue the mini PTSD. Yeah, um, but I one. think that it'll be really good for our listeners. Okay, so I am in the middle of a work day, and I randomly why did I go downstairs? Do we remember? Oh, I had bugs. You had the yeah, bugs. Yeah, yeah, I'm not embarrassed by that. That's <laughs> that's totally fine. She gave me the booger si- signal. For those of you who are on YouTube, uh, yeah, I'm not embarrassed about my bugs. So I had a yeah. booger. Mm-hmm. And I needed to get a Q-tip and or toilet paper or whatever tissue, yeah, um, whatever you use vacuum. to get your boogers. Yeah, <laughs> vacuum, <laughs> vacuum. So I go downstairs into the bedroom, which during front-facing media coaching workday, you name it, we keep Tariel and Tucker in the bedroom yeah. downstairs. And so I go down there and normally I don't, although we do usually let them out a couple of times throughout the day and X, Y, Z. Yeah. And so I go down there and I'm with Tucker and he's so excited to see his dad. He's wagging his tail and I spend some time with them. And all of a sudden, Tariel does this cute thing. Tariel's our kitten, by the way. (laughs) Um, Our friend Tariel does this cute (laughs) thing where she lays out. No, I'm kidding. So Tariel's our kitten and she does this cute thing where she'll kind of like be like, hey, dad. And then all of a sudden she'll flop onto the floor, kind of gracefully like come pet me and love on me. And I'm like, okay, interesting. What's that around her neck? What's going on here? Oh. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, something's different. And I get closer, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And I'm like, oh my God, she has glass around her neck. And I connected the dots actually quite quickly. Yeah. Emilia that morning had a cup of water near the sink in the bedroom. And makes perfect sense no big deal cup of water in the sink near the bedroom right tauriel loves water loves the. i know a lot of cats don't love water she loves water and yeah. i don't know if that's a myth or whatever i don't know a lot about cats but tauriel loves water so mm-hmm. what she did is she tried to drink the water from the bottom of the glass and this is one of those sort of like 
oval shaped pear shaped glasses and so she essentially what happened i think is she got her head stuck in the glass Mm -hmm. got up and then jumped down off the sink and then shattered the glass but the but the glass only shattered the the butt end of the glass for lack of better phrasing and it left this this sharded glass necklace around her neck and so i'm like uh and so emilia could sense my tonality I came out. I said, "Sweetheart, I need help." And so you immediately came down, and and oh. then I went to the toolbox in the in the garage to try to get pliers to get this glass shard oh, necklace off. And so we're at the sink, and we're kind of in you know somewhat of a panic mode because obviously Tariel means so much to us. Yeah. And at any time she could cut her neck, and mm. that would be very terrible. That so would be the worst. Fortunately, nothing ended up happening. But what we wanted to talk about in this episode is when. Tr- tragedies or challenges disasters disasters strikes we dot 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 and emilia i wanted you to share your perspective because she thinks there was a pretty unkind moment of her at the sink when we were trying to get the glass off her neck yeah and afterwards she was very sweet about it but um yeah not proud about my this was not my finest hour for sure so i was in the middle of actually just about to jump on a call with my executive assistant and typically i'll take the lunch shift taking the beasts we call them out to exercise to play to go to the bathroom and everything and so at that moment when i was just about to get on a call um alan knocks on my door and you could just see on his face pale white and like we call it like seal team look where like there is nothing but seriousness that needs to be happening right now mm-hmm. and i could tell he was in seal team mood in in reference to navy seals navy aka seals. we need results immediately immediately something is wrong we need to be on the same team we need to figure this out yeah. right no fluffy no emotions no are you feeling okay whatever it's just exactly results high degree of pressure so i saw his face and I just remember my heart literally like I am typically the queen of emotional regulation and I get that compliment a lot. I started to panic. I started to freak out. My heartbeat went through the roof because usually you're not super calm. And I think that that's maybe like in those situations, usually I'm, I'm more calm. You're more panicked. And so it was interesting because I think the roles flipped because I saw you calm. But I, I usually like, oh am calm in the in the Navy SEAL moments. True. Like if you think in about the Navy mountain SEALs. that we climbed. Yeah. And I was very calm in that. Right. Too. So I think that you're not maybe used to how calm I get in the, those situations. Yeah. Whereas, quite frankly, and I'll just be honest, there are other times when we're unpacking stuff and we're talking and and you're more emotionally regulated typically than i am right when it comes to um certain little things like uncertain when it comes to really tragic things i'm actually fairly calm yeah yeah and i think some of that goes to my childhood for sure of just like okay Mm. game time yeah Um, so anyways you're walking like slowly down the stairs and i'm behind you and i'm freaking out like what is it what happened i I don't even know because we didn't even exchange a lot of words you're just like babe i need your help like extremely tariel has glass tariel has glass around her neck okay so i I don't even know if i heard that Mm -hmm. all i remember experiencing was walking down the stairs i I had no context in terms of what that might have looked like. I didn't know like if she was hurt or not. So I start going through a catastrophization, my emotion, emotional flooding, I'm freaking out essentially. And I know that when I'm in a freaked out state, Tucker, our dog starts to mirror me, right? So he starts to freak out too. So we open up the door and there Tariel is just hunching down with, like Alan said, it literally was like a glass crown turned upside down to become a glass shard collar yeah it's very 
very mathematically low probability that she doesn't get cut. Doesn't I mean, it was sliced. it was definitely it was it was so de- life or death it, situation. It literally definitely. was, yeah. and like for for Tario, right? Yeah. So if you're watching this YouTube video, you can literally see like my hands are on either side of my neck. Like that's how much the shards. If she just did anything differently, she would have been dead. Like honestly, that's it was that bad. And of course, in that moment, you know you need to remain calm because cats already like if they're like off, mm-hmm. they can be really skittish. So me knowing that and having that awareness, I need to really calm myself. And it was so difficult. So then immediately pick Tariel up and then you shift into like, okay, now she's in your arms. How do we assess the situation? The shards are, is anything sticking into her neck? No. Holy crap. That's amazing. Thank mother earth that that didn't happen. But now that she's in our arm, okay, you shift into Navy seal, pick her up, regulate Tucker, separate them so that Tucker doesn't bark and doesn't freak her out. But also then between you and I, how do we now get this thing off of her head? And so immediately we went over to kind of the sink because I was thinking, well, when this breaks, I don't want any of it getting into her or I don't want it on the ground and then Tucker getting it or whatever. And I didn't want to hurt us in the process. So it was like super high pressure. <clears throat> Bring her over to the sink. If glass is going to fall or if she is going to get cut, we're going to want to clean it, wrap it up, all that stuff. So there's a million things going through my head. And you're trying to be so sweet because you have like you're not the one holding her. And we shifted immediately into, OK, we got to get this thing off her neck. And our first thought was we got to get pliers. We got to get something. You were thinking we of have a hammer. Pliers. We have pliers actually Ugh. in the kitchen because I have these sparkling cider bottles that I <laughs> open with pliers because it's obnoxious how tight these things are. And uh, also, um, my grip is not manly enough, apparently. <laughs> I'm just joking. But so we go there. Then right after that, we I go. So you're at the sink and I immediately oh, go to the toolbox so in the garage. By the time I get back from the garage, fortunately... You were able to slide it off. Yeah. Or she snuck her head through. So that yeah. happened. But before that happened, you were there with the, the pliers. Glass, yeah. With the pliers. And I could tell at the angle that was happening, there was a high probability of if he applied pressure in yeah. a specific way that would have cut Tariel in yeah. her neck. If she moved, like there was way too many if, 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 if. And so in that moment, that's where I was extremely unkind for my personal standards, the, the way that I treat Alan. So this was the disaster striking component it already struck now how are we handling it through that and then afterwards hi amy and chris lenius here to give a quick moment of appreciation for alan and amelia we have been working with them for a few months now anyways maybe six maybe going on six months now and we appreciate you guys so much to see you guys work as a team to help couples work as a team is one of the most beautiful things I have ever seen. Not only have you helped us reconnect and helped us with our marriage, you've also helped us through big life moments with boundaries, with creating our own stable unit at home. We appreciate you guys so, so much. Yes, truly heartfelt. Appreciate you guys and everything you've done for us. Thanks guys. We love you. So in that moment, I had said so directly, and I'm embarrassed about it now, but I think it's important to talk about. I would said so directly, babe, I need you to be effective. Like I was so aggressive in my tonality, no fluff around that. And that's literally while my honey has the pliers on the rim of this glass that's around her neck. Talk about like completely unempathetic for your position in that situation where like obviously the pressure's on. You would feel terrible if anything were to happen because you're the one applying the pressure and I'm just holding her. So in that, it was like, we both kind of were, you're like, honey, I'm trying. And it was like, 
you and I were I've so never you've dealt never with done that anything yeah. like that. I never had a cat, and I've definitely you never, don't even know how to be yeah. effective in that. Yeah. So it's like that it's was a brand new so situation. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a uh, glass <laughs> necklace crown. cat crown cutter person guy. <laughs> you know, it's like I've but never. I need you to be yeah, effective. but I need you to be yeah. right. So it, understandable moment, though. I mean, I like I celebrated after of how like effective I was at direct communication of my needs, but like yeah. obviously we need us to be effective, right? So like just the way that I <laughs> yeah, said no, it, I know. <laughs> that was not fair. And then afterwards, I think we both realized that like that, no, too much, too hard. And then that's when you left. You were like, I got to go get another tool. So you went, you went into the garage, which thankfully kitchen and garage are very close. But in that time period, I was just like, we got like, if she got her head in this at a specific angle, I believe in myself, we can get off. And literally within split seconds after you had left, I got off her neck and I was just hanging in the sink of like, complete panic and i think that i like almost started crying like i don't even know if there was space to cry but like internally i was crying because it was like a massive experience of relief that she was okay and she like hopped off and she was like fine she was like she what's didn't all even the know fuss anything. about yeah she didn't even know anything was wrong but it was also just like you came back in with the pliers and i'm like she's okay and we were like trembling and i just felt so shameful after that moment i and and it was way more guilt i transitioned that shame into guilt really quickly and the difference between shame and guilt is shame is i am a bad person and guilt is i was a i made a bad decision there you go and so i know that i'm not a bad person right i know i didn't communicate to alan in the regard that i hold in terms of standards and while yes my communication was very direct and yes i did express the need that was very obvious that was not fair to my honey and it was such an imperfect moment but why we want to bring this up for all of us is because what happened after the disaster now granted all of that worked out in our favor where nothing terrible happened right like tariel didn't even get a cut on her but it made us really focus in on the dot 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 part when disaster strikes we dot 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 I was really proud of how much you and I were a team in that and how much it was SEAL team go, but not so proud of how we communicated to each other. We were understanding of that type of communication. But afterwards, when we had the experience of like, oh no, we were, we were imperfect in that moment. It was the guilt afterwards of like, I treated you so poorly to my standards. Can you forgive me? I'm so sorry. Like, it's those moments after disaster strikes that you can process through as a couple, but you were so sweet to me and you gave me tons of words of reassurance that we're okay. We're just glad we're okay. And you also accepted my apology, which was really important to me too. Um, because at the end of the day, it's like, we're going to be imperfect when disaster strikes, but it's what happens afterwards. And we, it's traumatizing to think about what could have happened to Tariel, to you, to us, and all of that. And thankfully, like I said, the outcome was good. But afterwards, that's what mattered way more to me because at the end of the day, like that's our relationship and we honor and protected it to the best of our ability. And when we were imperfect, we were still kind. And so for our listeners, if you can think back to a situation that you and your partner have had and, and, you know, maybe it was with your children or maybe it was with your pets or maybe it was some other, insert other catastrophe or disaster or 
and again, disaster is a strong word. Maybe it was a car accident, whatever, yeah. you know, um, how well did you treat each other during the storm? And if you didn't treat each other well during the storm, mm-hmm. at least hopefully you came back together after the storm with compassion, forgiveness, vulnerability. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. vulnerability is the key because it was, I mean, babe, no worries, genuinely. And, and it, you know, you weren't that unkind from my perspective but again i think my richter scale is a little off on that based on some some of my past but what i would say is of course love you're not i'm not expecting you to be perfect i mean no one's ever you know perfect when they're in that much challenge and that much time pressure because every moment with her with a glass shards around her neck is a moment she could get really hurt right and obviously we care so much about tariel so um i think it's all love underneath it i think that's one thing to remember too is that underneath it is just love and so i easily could be mean or use that against you or you treated me mean or whatever but i think that that's crap because i'm grateful that you care about her so much that you yeah you're unkind to me but obviously underneath that is just your love for our pet which is so sweet so um i think it's important to see that and then at the same time you hold yourself to such a high standard that i know i don't have to like lay into you or anything like that i don't ever want to whereas honestly and this is interesting if you have a partner that is not like that and doesn't have any standards for how they treat you you should not react the way i did right which which i think is important because i've had partners in the past that have zero standards for how they treat me and i accepted that and they'll kick you when you're down too They'll make you feel even worse about yourself. And yeah. that's something you didn't do, which I was so oh, grateful no way, for. Love. No way. And I know you've dealt with that a lot in the past. Sure. And that's not fair. Mm-mm. And and that's when you're vulnerable and taking ownership. And then that ownership gets used against you yeah. to, to take back power or whatever that nonsense is, which is, is just a losing game. So right. we hope that you all are able to glean something from this. When disaster strikes, we dot, dot, dot. Have you come up with a plan or or have you analyzed when disaster strikes, what that looks like? And then more importantly, how do you, when the storm ends, how do you come back together and learn from it? Yeah. And, you know, and I'll share this and this is kind of funny, but I got rid of all of those glasses. You did. So I even got rid of other glasses that we shouldn't get rid of. Any glass in the house. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. No glass. Only plastic Those are my favorite (laughs) glasses too. Like, because I have small hands. So it's like the pair glasses were like perfect for my hand. So like, I'm a little salty about that. And it was like, we had a moment in the kitchen where like, like, babe, I got rid of all the glass. And I was like, I was so selfish. I was like, why? Like, you're like, Tariel, we did just have that like disaster the other week. I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, you're in right. your head, you're like, well, we can just remember, right? And it's no. like, sweetheart, we're not going to necessarily no. remember if we leave anything yeah. at the bottom of those gla- that glass. She's going to stick her head in again. Yeah, that's not conscious parenting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so again, at the end of the day, <laughs> it's it's funny, and and I ended up throwing out a couple plates, not throwing them good. out, but donating, donating, donating. Yeah. Um. So you can learn from it. You can improve. At the end of the day, bad things are going to happen. Yeah. You know, how do you treat each other during the storm? If you treat each other poorly during the storm at least come back together after the storm and take ownership yeah and so hopefully this was helpful for all of you before we go i do want to share with everyone that we do have a relationship talks virtual event coming up it is our 21st event in a row this is creating financial goals with your partner the three number one things statistically people fight about in intimate relationships is children Mm. uh sex and money. Mm. And so one of the things that you can solve is getting on the same financial page 
and we're going to help you do that. So we hope you join us. The link to register will be in the show notes. And again, you can participate a ton, keep your camera on, participate, ask questions, or you can, you know, slink into the background. No, no problems at all. You can keep your microphone off. You can keep your camera off and just listen in everything in between. You are totally welcome. Maybe you start out with camera off and microphone off. And then maybe in the future, after you dip your toe in, maybe you participate more, but no obligation whatsoever. Absolutely. That will be March 9th, which is a Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Zoom. So make sure you register ahead in advance. That link will be in the show notes, as well as the link to Alan and I's calendar, which like we say in every single episode, we really, really do mean it. We've been able to connect with some incredible listeners. So this is 30 minutes every single Saturday that Alan and I make sure that we allocate on our calendar for our conscious couples listeners. And what this is, is a safe, free space. If you're struggling in anything, intimate relationships, anything that we've talked about on this podcast episode that you want to go deeper into, say, for example, you've been to an event and you want to connect with us on a little bit deeper level. This is a safe, completely private and free for you allocated to be able to really work through some of those things. And I guarantee, you know, like it's, it's just Alan and I super casual and trying to share with you what we've learned and help you through whatever challenge that you're struggling with. Because quite frankly, not a lot of people provide that safe space in general. And we know we certainly wish we had that growing up. So that is also in the show notes book on our calendar every single Saturday, half hour dedicated completely for free to you. So before we go, um, thank you again for listening to another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. And as always, it is not about you or me. It's about the the we. we. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Conscious Couples Podcast. We love connecting with the Conscious Couples community. So please make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at Evolve with Amelia and Alan is Lazarus 88 Also, if you or your partner resonated with this episode, leave us a review at the link in the show notes and please share this with someone you love and care about. Until next time, remember, it's not about you or me. It's about the we. We.